0: welcome to another episode of Killers Crossbase. Um, I know you saw the post that Olivia done. Uh, see like a week ago. Like, yeah, she is taking time away from the podcast for a little bit, which is mostly just where her surgery, which she had yesterday, and she's still in the hospital as of this morning when I'm recording this. But she's doing good, and you know she should be out hopefully this evening. She might have to stay another night. We just gotta kind of wait and see. But yeah, the next few episodes that I record, which Will be kind of me just solo like it used to be for a little bit. Uh, probably the next two or three episodes, depending on if I get a record, will be just me, which I'm hoping I have to have two recorded today. But this one, it's kind of going back to uh, Philip and Jim Lonsky and Danny Bible, which I haven't really talked about Danny Bible on the podcast. But with my uh, third book coming out, uh, as I'm recording this, it'll be next week. I figured I would kind of go back and talk about that and stuff in this episode, so bear with me. But what I plan on doing is kind of reading like a letter of from each book and stuff, if you haven't already read the book and all that. But if you have, please leave a review on Amazon. Like You can get the books pretty much about anywhere that I know of. Um, you might hear some rain in the background. Uh, the hurricane that hit, we are getting. We don't live, you know, nowhere near where it actually hit. Hit, but we we're getting the leftover rain from that, and it came in a couple hours ago. So try, I gotta go get the oldest kids off of school because they're letting them out early soon. So yeah, bear with me on all of that. But like I said, thank you all for tuning in. But, um, like I said, I done, uh, in January of 2020, I put my mind to start, you know, writing again, in a sense, uh, you know, putting true crime material out there. My first book that I worked on in 2020 was the Philip Jemlonsky, The Death Row Teddy Bear. And then I done a smaller book called A Bible on Death Row, which the name goes from Danny Bible. He was also a serial killer as well, and he was on death row in Texas, where Philip was on Death Row in San Quentin. Both of them have passed away. And my third book is coming out. It's more or less just letters that I shared from uh, Rory Norris and uh, Lawrence Bitaker, the Toolbox Killers. Like I didn't really go into detail with their stuff because uh, a girl I know, uh, she's got a a show, well a book coming out she's working on, and she's also got a show coming out would be, see, the days of the 31st, so it would be September 26th on Oxygen, called the Tollbox Killers. But she had actually interviewed them in prison, seeing them, but she's trying to find the girls that uh, were never found. And that my book, basically, is just sharing letters uh, that I received from them, which I didn't really write them very long. Um, but it's basically letters from... Uh, that they sent to another serial killer, which I leave that the name out of the book, which I got permission from from that person because they had sent me the letters. And they said it was all right, you know, as long as they just didn't want their name attached to it. But it like the letters go, it's another smaller book, but the letters go from like 2010 to like 2017. So which Larry didn't write a whole lot. Like so even with me, he didn't write a whole lot. Like I just got one letter from him. But anyways, like I said, it's another small project. But uh a Bible on Death Row. You know, he he was very religious and stuff. And, you know, I share his letters, which his handwriting's not too bad. Like some of them kinda cause he wrote in pencils so, so in the book, some of them's kinda hard to read because they're more faded. But um let me see if I can find a good one to read like I said, if you like to pick this book up it's like a hundred and some pages like that actually shares letters they don't really talk about his crimes or anything but like in the beginning because there's not a lot on them and I tried reaching out to like his attorney and stuff and they never got back with me but it's kind of like a basic rundown of what he done and stuff because he was a very very sick individual because um, he actually did talk a lot about religion and stuff with me I'll go ahead and read you the first uh, letter that I received from him. He says, Hi, Bruce. Prison life can really suck big time, and it does take a great deal of heart to live on the inside. There's a lot of mind games being played on both sides of the fence, but if you have a strong enough mind, you can compete with the uh, meatheads and win 95% of the time. Texas Death Row is a 24 7 total solitary isolation confinement. The visits are two hours. Of release released the motions each week with loved ones. Well, he put our attorneys, but, or attorneys. But my 89-year-old mother and 90-year-old dad try to come see me at least six times a year. I try to make their visit with me as relaxed, enjoyable, and as loving as I can for them. But this is a Texas-style prison. You have disrespectful guards mistreating your folks and loved ones, and that's hard to take. Which I know we've talked about, you know, mis- guards mistreating them and all that. Which it just kind of depends on how you look at it, with if you agree with it or not. But if they want to mistreat someone then mistreat me, not them, not all of the guards are meatheads. A lot of them are for real Christian people who walk how they talk, just doing a hard, distasteful job. Living on death row is no more harder than harder than trying to live on any, excuse me, any other Texas Supermax prison 24-7, 365. But if your handicapped life can be 10 times harder to cope with than here, oftentimes my life is lonely, hungry, and I get on that horse every day and ride. With a big old grin, lots of people out there send me hate mail with a fake return address. Heck, if they want to take shots at me, then be real enough to read my return thoughts. I'm a born again Christian since 1998. My sons are all grown and don't visit or write me. Okay, I forgive all eight of them and go on with what life I can live in here. All my kinfolk and friends don't visit or write me, and I pray daily for them. Oh, I'm 64 years old. I live in a very I live a very hard life, and I made it that way. I love to read nonfiction, fiction books. Uh, Artwork, eating, Bible studies, and mind travels. That's that's all the hobbies I have in here. Texas Death Row does not have TVs, phones, church, or a real outside wreck yard. I like tacos, fish, hot dog chilies, barbecue, ribs, fried chicken, iced tea, cold Bud Light, Mr. Pib, rock and roll, 50s and 60s country, Saving Private Ryan, E.T., Star Wars, Forrest Gump, Westerns, and Where the Red Fern Grows. Then he asked me questions. One, how how did you come across my name and address? A lot of a lot of them do that, especially if you're like the fatal, I have no clue who you are. Then he put, why? Two, what have you found so far in the paranormal? Because I always tell him, you know, I dive, dive into the paranormal. Three, some, something tells me you're looking for something. And then four, have you ever felt some kind of ESP connection? And well, for now, all, I'm all talked out, but if you don't hear from you again, then I pray you find joy and cheerfulness in your life. Thanks for dropping by. My door is always open. Whenever you want to stop by and chat a while, And all things I pray that you and your family find peace and grace. And then he signed the DB, Heaven's Real, i Seen It. Like, that really, like, like so I'm not a religious person, par se, in that aspect. But, you know, I'm not, I tr- not really, like, I might have a, uh, Some would consider a dark sense of humor sometimes, but, you know, it's just how I am um, with, like, anything, honestly, which I I don't – I'm not – as long as you're not disrespectful to me about religion, then I'm not going to be disrespectful to you. Like, I respect everybody's beliefs and all that. I just hope they do the same for me. But, like I said, if you want to get the book, you can either look up my name on Amazon or you can just search a Bible on death row. And like I said, all of the money that I get, which the book's only five ninety nine. Like I said, it's like one hundred twelve pages, I think. Like I said, it's a smaller book, and I don't really want to call out other writers and stuff. I know there's a lot of true crime books out there, and they're good in their own right. But like I was reading one, it's it's about your common killers that everybody knows about already, and it's like what can you really add to it so that's kind of like I'm not that I'm not that gifted of a person in that sense of you know I didn't go to college for this or anything like that so but my whole thing is like not really me personally a lot of people feel that way it's like like all the Ted Bundy movies that keep coming out people kind of get like why so like I think if you're doing a topic of that like if, if you've noticed on the podcast and other episodes, if we've done a, uh, a killer that people know real well, I try to take it a different angle. Like with Ted Bundy, I've done his ghost, so we've done the paranormal stuff with him. Uh, stuff like that. Like Seek kind of done, like if he acted alone and all that. So that's kind of the way I kind of go with it. try to add a little bit something new that people don't hear very often or it's uncommon to hear. So that's kind of like with my thing. Like I said, I'm reading a book that's focused on a main serial killer that, you know, is a documentary that everything's been made about. And people just seem to be like, why keep doing it? But a lot of them don't really, which ain't a bad thing, you know, but a lot of them don't add a lot to the case. So, like, it's kind of just the same rundown. So with me, you know, what I try to do, which. I know there are some other writers that do that. They actually share their letters, stuff like that. So I try to do that so you can actually read or see things that they actually, you know, me personally have, you know, wrote to them and stuff or just stuff I have, like, like I said, in my third book, you know, I include the like two letters I got from them, but other than that, the rest of it's all to somebody else that I, you know, had, that's like, that's what I try to do though. I try to, um, you know, add the letter stuff to it. And like I said, there's a book that I I can't remember if I talked about it where the girl actually shared like, well, she didn't actually scan the letters and stuff. She wrote the letters down of like her correspondence with a bunch of them. Like it was really good. Um, Like I said, some other people do it as well. And I think that adds to the book. I could be wrong, but I think, you know, seeing their artwork, stuff like that, I really think it adds to it. And kind of, you get to see, like, even with Danny, he didn't talk about his crimes, but you see how religious he was, kind of how prison life was. Like, he talks about, like, Trump, politics, stuff like that. You kind of get his take on that. And, you know, some people might dive a little deeper into his letters and stuff if you read the book. Like I said, both of these are on Amazon, and I'm sure, like I said, anywhere else. If you just Google it, you should be able to find it, or like I said on Amazon. And you could probably go to stores as well and order them that way because they can look them up but with philip the next book like I, said, I we read a letter on philip like i said philip was very very disturbing and his letters are hard to read and like i share his poems his letters like some of the more gruesome ones um like i said his artwork like i said his book it's let's see yeah danny's was 5.99 you can get on Kindle for a dollar 99 philip's is ten dollars um and Kindle's two nine nine. Like I said, the books um, I try to make them. You know, some people make them really expensive, but I try to keep mine. You know, which it takes money to make them as well. And then you know their fees and all that. Because I only make like like a dollar something I think on Danny's book, and then I make like two dollars off Philip's book. Like I said, all the money goes towards you know writing to you know to people. Which I haven't really been doing that. Like I got the main ones I write to and still do. Like, I'll write some new ones here and there, but it kind of just takes up my time. So, sorry if it cut out for a minute. But, anyways, like I said, if you want to get this, it's also, like I said, on Amazon anywhere you can get it. Uh, Trying to figure out a good letter, because I used to be able to read Phillips' handwriting really, really good when I first was writing him. I just, after going and doing this book again, like, it took me a while to really figure out what he was saying in a lot of it let's see if i can find a good one like I said, philip was very very disturbing now i'm pretty sure in the episode we done on him like i mentioned how disturbing he was and same like the longer letters were the worse the handwriting got Uh, Bear with me. Okay. Here's what I can kind of somewhat get. But he drew a fox, like strangling a chicken, on the uh, cover. So then he says, Bruce, here's the story behind the drawing on front of envelope. I don't know if I told you, me and my two-step... Daughters had a three-something, maybe a three-legged tail fox, maybe? I don't know. And my housekeeper daughter something, but there was a... Oh, never mind. I might not even be able to read this one, honestly. Not bad. It's talking about a chicken came over. Okay, I guess he said the fox killed the chicken. And control and all that. I went to the house, fish, and license for keeping exotic animals. I told him had a problem. He said, I am on my way. He arrived at the same time the animal control officer did. I told him the situation. He asked the the dude about it. Hold on. Let me try to get another one. Sorry, my bad. Like, that is really... Mm. Here's a short one. This one I can read because it's, but now I, how do I relieve my, relieve my kills? This was a question I asked him and he said by master masturbation, Has I relieve how I killed my victims. Yes, I always keep something to re, remain of my kills only from a few victims like the, I'm not going to say it, but the N word. Uh, co-ed I murdered. I kept all of her jewelry and money I find in her shoe. So that's, you know, that's pretty pretty rough there. Um, here he said, The memories I have is the following. I attempted to murder my first wife. I wake up, my wife was masturbating me, and I looked between her legs, and her dog was eating her out. I pulled the dog off the bed, introduced the slut to bondage and torture for hours. Then I dragged the slut to the bathroom and filled the tub and tried to drown the slut. But she survived because she was pregnant. Yeah, this that's the kind of stuff you get with Philip. And I don't know. It's very <laughs> I wrote him for so long you know, just a few, well, three years that's a pretty long time. Like I said you would get random stuff from him all the time. Like with Danny you kind of knew what you were getting. You know, he asked you know about just questions, and then Philip, you he would ask, but then just kind of go all out there in the left field. But sorry if this episode's a little rambling. Like I said, I'm trying to just kind of promote the books again. For my third one getting released on the seventh, like I said, I it's going to be five ninety nine as well. It's like one hundred eighteen pages, and like I said, it talks about well, I don't really talk, don't really like to go in the detail, just you get to read their letters of what they sent to another serial killer and stuff and how their life was after they went to prison and all that, which both of them have passed away as well, which I do include that in the book and you will get to see like artwork from Roy and all that. So it's, it's very interesting little piece. Like I said, all the money goes to, you know, kind of keeping this hobby going and I still have some other book projects in the work and with work and, you know, I don't get to work on things as much as I used to, so I still try to when I can. But I thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode.